Podcast Fresh. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Podcast Fresh Cafe. This is episode number uh, 29. So we're one away from the dirty 30. Oh, boy. Um, I am joined, as always, with Chris Torres. Chris, what is up, my boy? What's going on, everybody? What's going on, Ryan Mello? Yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into stuff. Um, we are back to Podcast Fresh <laughs> 29. What are we at here? 29. 29. 29. Wow. Yeah, man. So how you been? Cold as shit outside. Cold as shit. I had, uh, I had to finally remove my car today from the parking lot. So last week when the snow, on Monday when the snow fell, we got like two feet in some places. Yeah. Um, my car just got buried. So I was, you know, I parked outside. I couldn't move my car for till about Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday. And it was just solid because after all that snow got dumped, I had about a foot on top of my car. And then when the cold weather, when it got cold again, everything froze. Right. So uh, knowing that I would have to go in my car today and leave, last night I started the uh, the unfreezing process. So I started my car, started getting all the snow up, started trying to undig myself. And then today I was able to peel up. Jesus. Yeah. Because I don't have four-wheel drive. It's only two. Yeah. So I, it's, you know, I can get stuck the car, right? Even with some really good winter tires that I have on. And it's front-wheel drive, right? Rear. Oh, it's weird. So I was able to push out. Yeah, it ended up being okay, but there was that moment of, fuck, how long is this going to take, you know? Yeah. It could take an hour to undig yourself, but uh, I was out of of there in about 20, 25 minutes, something like that. Yeah, we, like, I live northern, so I I expected much more snow. I mean, I still got just, like, a lot, but Mm -hmm. you got hit harder, so the the snow came in from the south that time. yeah, because I saw a picture of your car and I was like, okay, <laughs> nothing here looks like that. So <laughs> you definitely got more. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Um, thank you, folks, for downloading this podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram. We're at Podcast Fresh. You can also shoot us an email at podcastfresh2020 at uh, gmail.com. So let's get into the mailbag here. We got mailbag. Thank you, Chris. We got five mailbag questions. Oh, geez. And here's the first one from George from Queens. He says, where do you guys think Ali would end up if he left the WWE today? Mm. Chris, you go ahead. With that. Man, he can go anywhere, really. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, so basically what happened here was Ali had a meeting with Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon presented an idea to Ali. Ali didn't like the idea. And this, it wasn't just like, no, I don't like that idea. This turned into an argument with Vince McMahon. Holy shit. With Vince McMahon. Dude, this is like, uh, you know, going up against God for a lot of these people, right? Yeah. Not Ali, though. Um, Ali's got a bigger message to send. He wants to do a different kind of character. He he feels like he has more to offer. So he actually asked for his release uh, by Twitter. And um, so we're in the middle of that right now. That's still ongoing. Today is uh, January twenty one. So as a current day, WWE has posted a message saying that they're, that they're, you know, they're not going to... They didn't post a message, but it's been known that they're not going to release him from his contract. And he has years still left on his contract. So there you go. That's Hopefully that comes to... Uh, hopefully the two sides can meet up and, and fix it. But if not, I mean, WWE will just let this guy sit at home 
Unless it gets like, if it picks up like a huge social media following type thing, I'm sure they they will eventually let him go. But there's very few and far between that they've let go. Right. Most famously, uh, you know, the late great um, former Luke Harper, Brody Lee. Yeah. They would not release him from his contract, and I think they finally did release him. They released him like two or three weeks before. Right. <laughs> Something stupid like that. Yeah. Um. And it makes you mad because you think like, man, if you had gotten to the company a little bit sooner, we would have had a little bit more Brody Lee, you know, but then that becomes a huge what if game. I don't want to go down that route. Yeah. All to say, George, that is your real name. Where would Ali go if he left WWE today? I think he can go anywhere he wants, you know, and I know it's, that's such an easy answer, but I honestly feel that way. He can go to AEW. Where would I like to see him? I'd like to see him go to maybe AEW or even MLW. Or uh, or Impact Wrestling. I think any of those three options would be great. Ring of Honor is sort of in this weird spot right now where it, kind of, it still exists by championship belts and things like that, even though there's no set company yet. Um, so he could easily hold a Ring of Honor strap and just travel around and defend it wherever he needs to. But it, uh, here's a guy that is really, you know, if you look at his social media, like this is a guy that produces a lot of his own stuff just in his own time to get himself over, you know, and I think that says a lot. So I don't know where he goes. Where do you think he goes? I think he'll be fine no matter where. I feel the same way. This guy literally can go anywhere. Um, he's proven to be like popular with, you know, what he did in WWE. So it's like that's just another that's a major uh, that's a major get for any company. So. You know, he'd 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 fit in anywhere. I can't help but think though he would be great in like New Japan, like just that style of New Japan. I'd like to see an Ali there, but um, right. But yeah, no, he's he's good. I think he's good anywhere he goes. He's awesome. He's got a nice technical side that I don't think we get to see a lot of, but he does show it off on his uh, on his Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. This guy could easily be in there with like a Danny Garcia, Hook, you know, any of these guys. And I'm not saying that because he's a smaller dude. Like he can, I, he can go in there with anybody; it doesn't really matter. But I'm just saying, in terms of that kind of you know submission style, mat based kind of wrestling, I think that'd be pretty cool. Uh, number two, what did you guys think about Sony's response to uh, Microsoft acquiring Activision? This is from Lee from Ohio. Uh, so okay, so if you don't know about the whole, I mean, you should know about this big ass, you know buy from microsoft to activision it's it was like six sixty eight billion or dollars uh, mm-hmm. 68 billion dollars so um everyone was like okay well what now so sony a spokespo- spokesperson from sony uh said that basically they're like yeah but we we uh we we still like it's almost like they're saying um we expect microsoft to have Activision st- uh, games still go on to every other console. So it was a pretty bold thing to say. I don't think it was that bold. I think what they said was um, we expect Xbox to, or we expect Microsoft to uh, live up to their end of the bargain kind of thing. That's kind of the way they put it. Like we have a deal with them. Mm. I thought it was fine. You have to remember that um, like the stock, the Sony stock took a hit. So there was a lot of just a lot of misinformation out there. There's a lot of speculation as to what was going on. But that's the stock market, right? Anytime there's a little bit of speculation, <laughs> It's going to drop a little bit. But, um, yeah, I think... So who went first? Because Microsoft did say we expect to continue working with them um, moving forward. Yeah. So I think that means when the deal... Until that deal is finalized, Activision can still be Activision. Um, 
so that's kind of like what that is but then you know it made everyone kind of wonder like okay well what about everyone else and that was sony's response and then you know phil spencer later uh president of microsoft was like um we we're gonna still put you know games on other consoles but the way he worded that like the way he said it like you could tell there was a lot of thought put into it and that he's it's almost like they're making these loop he was like making loopholes where you right. might you might get like black ops but you're not going to get uh, modern warfare kind of thing like it's going to be very like picky and choosy they, you might get a game in that franchise on other consoles but you're not going to get one in the franchise that'll just be Xbox ex- exclusive like they they could pull some crap like that so um I don't know I I thought not ballsy but kind of what what Chris said uh, where do you see Omega going when he comes back? This is from Anonymous. Pretty much anywhere, really. Um, I think you, you can put him in there with the Young Bucks. He also has an automatic rematch with Hangman Page because he's the former champ. Right. So there's a there's something there. I mean, I think he's going to be babyface. It would surprise me if he came back as a heel again. You don't, don't think people want to like him? I'm sure they want to like him, but I feel like there's a lot of babyfaces. Actually, yeah, like who? No, you know what? I take that back. There really, there's a lot of heels. You're right. Yeah, everybody seems to be a heel right now. I like to think, you know, Adam Cole kind of took his spot in in the sense of like the leader of a trio. Right. Right now on TV, they're kind of teasing the uh, Adam Cole dissension with the Young Bucks because he's got the uh, Fish and O'Reilly there. That could easily be a three-on-three program when Omega comes back and then you break off Omega and, and you put him somewhere else. I think Omega... Uh, the amount of money you're paying Omega and also his age and things like that, I think you want him wrestling for the top belts or at least in a featured program for sure. Right. But we'll see. He's just getting a lot of... Uh, I don't know when he's coming back, but I know he's he's getting a lot of repairs done, so that's good for him. Yeah, he'll be back better than ever. Next one. With the 2K redoing the WWE games, it got me thinking, what were some of your favorite games going back to the old school days? NES, SNES, so on. Whatever you guys like. This is Polly from Fresno. Hey, oh, whatever you guys like. Yeah, Polly. Damn. So, Polly, let me tell you something, bro. Oh, um, I don't know. I'm, I, 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 my first wrestling video games, I played them on the original NES. It was uh, WrestleMania and then WrestleMania Challenge. Those are the two that I played on the uh, NES. Come to find out all these years later that they weren't revered all that much. But I tell you what, the original WrestleMania was... Uh, it was it was a, it was a big game because that was kind of like the first time that such a game was was on a system like that that wasn't you know that wasn't like a like a choose your own adventure kind of thing that they had had these very simple games right okay. but I remember they had this WrestleMania game and um, like if you were Hulk Hogan for example like you'd have these little icons that would drop into the ring and you would grab them and it would give you like a power up okay but depending on the wrestler like I think it was like Andre the Giant like a, like a piece of like ham. Would fall into the ring. That's <laughs> <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Yeah, man. And then when I got the Super Nintendo, I got I had the uh, Monday Night Raw game. That one was good, and Royal Rumble. I mean, these were fun as kids. Looking back now, they were pretty basic. A lot of these are LJN games, mm-hmm. but that's kind of what we had at the time. And then, of course, by the time I switched over to uh, N sixty four, you know, I played WWE uh, WWF Attitude, and that was pretty shitty. Mm-hmm. But um, what was the other one that came out? Once the WCW and WA games came out, that was kind of like a peek into what the future was going to hold. Right. What about you, man? Because you're younger than me. Like, what did you start playing? 
So I my wrestling games were definitely uh, first on N sixty four. Yeah, no, you know what? I should try that. I should go back and try those older wrestling games. Cause I actually have never even tried it. Never, never played them. Um, but yeah, no, I had got a WrestleMania two thousand as a kid, and but I wasn't into wrestling. But I liked beating people up in that game. So right. like, I, but I didn't know what a wrestling was yet. Yeah, and um, so I got that, and then. When the GameCube came out, they released, uh, like, I had just gotten into wrestling. So the first game that they either released or that I found was Day of Reckoning. Right. Uh, which is crazy to think they had games like that, like Shut Your Mouth or whatever, and uh, Day of Reckoning, Day of Reckoning 2. Like, now it's all EA, or um, it's all okay. 2K, you know, yeah. like, it's like that branding. But it, there used to be so many different, like, little mini series of wrestling games. But um, Day of Reckoning was cool. It was uh, it was based on like the 0405 roster, yeah. And um, it was cool. I mean, the, the only thing there there was no voice acting, so like the story mode was still in text, even though the graphics were pretty good, right? And there was no commentary during the matches. Like it was, uh, you know, it was just some music, right? But I liked the game. I had it for a long time, and then that actually inspired me to go back to No Mercy on N64. Oh wow! Because I heard that was the good wrestling game, right? So I played that for a while. And then, man, I think when, because I, I eventually fell out with wrestling and then came back, probably on my Xbox 360, I ended up getting um, WWE 2K12 or 13, one of those. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, let's let's see what this is. So then I got good with that game. And then I pretty much every couple of years, I'll buy the wrestling game. Right. Uh, up until 2019. Uh, 2020 was a mess, and I didn't like that Battlegrounds game. So, uh, you know, 2K22, we'll, we'll see how that one turns out. Yeah, it should be a really good game. Hopefully they uh, hopefully they get it right. These games just need to be fun. I don't need the system to be deep. I don't, I'm not looking for a, a, a simulation of an actual wrestling match. I want to play this game and have fun, and I think that's what they've gotten away from. You know what I mean? I remember yeah. when we played, I gave one of them to you. Mm-hmm. And 19. Whatever. Yeah, 19. I had, I've played these wrestling games for a while, so I knew what I was doing, but it, uh, I forgot how threatening the controls can be for a new player. Right. Because I remember feeling like that when I first played it. But yeah, watching you be like, well, what the, f- what, like, what, what does what? And <laughs> it's like, yeah. you've got all these combinations to learn, and like, it's, it's pretty insane. But, um, no, those games, they, I think they should be more fun, less simulation. Like, just it's make just, them fun. They should be easy to pick up and hard to master. You know, those are the best games usually. Yeah, exactly. Like you should be uh, able to have your boy over, and in like five minutes, he kind of understands the controls, and then he can play with you. And right, unfortunately, it means he's probably going to hold his own, even though he's playing it for the first time. But that, that's what makes the best games, man. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I okay. think so. Anyway, it's like the perfect handicap. If you're so good, <laughs> you should be able to beat anybody, really, or at least a newbie playing the game for the first time. That was that. Thank you, Polly from Fresno. Awesome. Thank you, Polly. Polly, Polly, Polly. Uh, last one. Do you see the fact that there isn't enough PS5s to go around, and now they're upping the manufacturing on PS4s? Could we see this uh, in the future as a monumental shift when it comes to the console wars? Thank you, Amy from Hamilton. Uh, I mean, yeah, it can, because it's it could give like Xbox the edge. Uh, if they somehow come up, like come out with more consoles, uh, the thing is, the Series S is constantly in stores. I see more and more, more and more of them uh, every day. 
So those aren't hard to get. So if someone can get like if like a consumer can get their hands on an S and just mm-hmm. have that for the, the meantime, like right? They're already ahead of the the PlayStation audience. You've seen them in stores? Oh yeah, I, see I don't even costume. see them on Amazon. Xbox Series S, like mm-hmm. the the smaller version. Yeah. Damn, I see them a lot up here in Barry. Wow. And I see I've seen them in Oakville too because that's really good. Yeah. So, but my man, yeah. Microsoft has done an amazing job, and it feels like every time you give them their props, like they do something else that's even like more amazing. <laughs> like <laughs> this, this buyout of Blizzard <laughs> and Activision. Um, Wait, what news that was? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, listen, I I get the PS5 shortage. Believe me, I completely get that. Um, and yeah, they're manufacturing and more PS4s. So. What's that? <laughs> You got lucky, and I had to scalp mine. So <laughs> I did get lucky. Yeah, you see, like and it's it's hard. Yeah, so now they're upping the manufacturing PS4s. Could we see this in the future as a monumental shift when it comes to the console? War? Well, I don't think ugh, the console wars. I mean, is it are, are they are they really warring? You know, I mean, now more than ever, we see Sony working with Microsoft. I mean, we saw it in those tweets, like Microsoft directly addressing Sony uh, today or yesterday over Twitter, and it was something along the lines of like. Hey, look! You know, right now we have, you know, we have we have plans to release. We have a working relationship with Sony and yada yada. And there was, you know, there was like this really like really nice um, tweet that I kind of thought, okay, that kind of just means like they're going to live up to all their their um, you know their obligations and stuff like that. But strictly from a number standpoint, it's too early to tell. But is there something there to that? Absolutely, because six months ago nobody was talking about this kind of shift that's happened you know it was expected that playstation 5 would come in destroy everybody microsoft would give it a pretty good try but microsoft has really stepped up not only are their consoles available but they're they've pretty much um they've made it to the end of their list of backwards compatibility so they everything that's going to be backwards compatible is you know what i mean? like they've reached the end right. of that list and there's a list of x amount of games that are not backwards compatible but there's a few just a short list of that whatever um so I think, man, kudos to them. They've done a tremendous job. Could this be some kind of, you look back and you're like, remember when that happened, that was a real turning point? I don't know. Maybe. Um, but I don't see it being the be-all, end-all. You know, I think it's going to take a lot more for anything to shift in these called sort of, you know, console wars. But there is something to it, especially with these buyouts. I mean, they don't happen by accident. You know what I mean? Right. My... Um I saw I saw something on the internet. I think it was it was just like a picture that someone had posted. And it said um yep. it's not the console wars, it's now the content wars. And I think that's what it boils down to. Like that's why Xbox is buying like Activision, just to have more content on the system. It's not really about the consoles anymore. Right. I and mean, everything can do more or less the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um but that's that's what it is. But the thing is what and I'm what I'm what I'm happy about Gaming is becoming more and more popular to the point where people are starting to recognize third parties, like third party companies and, uh, you know, who develops and who publishes. I feel like that is coming more and more into the forefront. So if it's a content war, then that means little, you know, smaller companies can get their due mm-hmm. rather than, you know, just the fact that it runs better on an Xbox, which that's important. Sure. But like, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I feel like, you know, spread the wealth. I feel like everyone should be recognized. So something like this helps push that that narrative i guess but and i think i think i've said it before like i think we're reaching the end of these kind of console wars i think now more than ever um i think we're going to start seeing companies working with each other we're going to see other companies like reinventing the wheel and stuff like that so it'll be 
very interesting to see what happens. I think we're at, we're in a shift of how we're going to consume gaming content now more than ever. I mean, it changes all the time, but I think we're really now we're really especially now with like the uh, Stadia still kicking around, you know, and they got that new PC handheld. What's that gimmick called? The Steam Deck. That's it. The Steam Deck. You know, which you know that thing is going to get jailbroken and you're going to be able to play whatever you want on that thing. That's oh, just a yeah. reality, right? People are going to grab it, you know, jailbreak it, you know, flip it for like 2000 bucks, whatever it might be. Right. But um, so, yeah, just the way we consume content is a little bit different. When Stadia first came out, I thought that was crazy. That would never work. And now I'm like, the fact that I can be in a hotel room in like, I don't know, some other country and just through a fire stick and some Wi-Fi, I can load up, you know, games. Like, that's pretty cool. I can just load up Tony Hawk. I don't have to carry the system in a backpack or anything like that. I just log into this one website and and away we go. That's pretty cool. But I say what I've always said. Internet, good internet is not yet widely available to everybody. And I'm not talking about second or third world countries. I mean, like, right here in Canada, right here in the United States. Good internet is not easily accessible to everybody. And... Until that problem is solved, this is not going to be a mainstream fix or a solution for everybody. But for the right person, absolutely. Right. You know, now more than ever. And I would have written off Stadia maybe a couple of years ago, but now, you know, it's 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 definitely more interesting now than a proposition now than it was two years ago. Uh, mark my words, I feel like that's going to be an idea they're going to come back to in a few years. Um, yeah, you know, try to start it up again. Mm-hmm. Do you ever see yourself? Do you ever see yourself buying uh, a system that is completely digital, like does not have a disk or anything to put in there? A disk drive, if you will? I don't see myself, but Mm -hmm. I know that I would be so much happier (laughs) if I could just like keep everything digital. Right. Um, I just have a guilty like conscience whenever I even think of like, like I've thought, I've played with the thought of yeah. um, before I got the PS5, I was like, I'm going to go all digital with this thing. <laughs> and, and I remember thinking that, and then I yeah. got it, and then I haven't bought anything. Instead, I bought two PS5 physical games, and yeah. there I go again. You know, I'm repeating my my history. So, but yeah, I think it's you know in terms of like, um, you know, uh, what am I trying to say? Convenience mm-hmm. and. Um, just all, all in all, like you don't have to worry too much about it. Yeah, a hundred percent. You don't have to carry a bunch of crap with you. Mm-hmm. But um, unfortunately, yeah, it's what you're saying. The internet's not there. We can barely stream videos a hundred percent all the time. Right. I feel like games are just so much. That's just so much more of an endeavor. So I don't think we're there yet either. And that's it. That is it for the mailbag. Mailbag today. Uh, okay, so let's talk about this. It just. Uh, I think it was today information went out that the Batman movie starring Robert Pattinson is going to be almost three hours. Yeah. And people are like kind of freaking out about it. I don't uh, get it. Why? Yeah. Like, aren't you guys used to this? These yeah. I'm like, uh, hello, Marvel. You know what I mean? Well, DC. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Marvel movies in general, they were the first ones to really oh, right. do like the two, right. two and a half. DC movies didn't even go past two hours. The early ones. Now everything does. Right. Yeah. Um, I think Suicide Squad was under two hours, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, no, man, that's cool. I mean, you know, it's it's 
two hours and 40 minutes. I mean, I thought it would be like two hours and 15 minutes, something like that. But, uh, you know, 240, it is what it is. That's kind of where... 255, rather. That's kind of where these movies are coming in at. It's long, but, you know, I'm going to have to drink a coffee or something. (laughs) I need to know if this is the beginning of a franchise. Like, is this the first movie in a series or is it just a standalone? Because... If it's a stand, if it's uh, the first movie in in like a planned series of movies that are gonna follow this, I don't think the first movie had to be this long. Really, two hours would have been fine. Um, but this, not only is this probably a standalone, but it looks it's full of complex elements. Like from what they've showed in this trailer, this is the most advanced Batman movie I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of like you need like he's a de- he's an actual detective, and it's a serious take on if Batman try to you know um get to the riddler and like you know stop him right in the comics and in video games and stuff like video games it's already kind of complex because you got to solve puzzles but this is a movie that they have to flush out in a very serious tone i feel like that's why it's almost three hours i feel like it's just so much and it's a pretty crazy undertaking really to do a create like a completely different narrative to a batman like that that a batman film has ever done and you're going to take a, a serious take on it, too. And it's your first in the franchise, maybe, if not right. standalone. Like, that's a, that's a lot. So we'll see. I'm, I, for one, am excited. As long as the movie's good, I'll waste my three hours. I don't care. I just don't want it to be bad because I don't feel like I wasted my time. Well, that's kind of everybody. But, um, well, yeah. Yeah, I think this should be this should be fine. It's hard to say if it's a one-off or whatever, but... No, I'm a little bit different. I don't need to know if it's if it's part of a trilogy. Like, if there's going to be... All these movies are going to end with some tease for the next one. That's just the way they... You know what I mean? Even if they've never been... Even if they don't get approved for a second movie, they're going to tease it like it is, right? Um, so, I mean, it's 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 fine. This movie's loosely based on uh, the last... Uh, the Long Halloween, rather. And there is a Long Halloween, too. So, I don't know if that would become the sequel then. I'm not sure, but... Right. Um, yeah, three hours. There you go. Those uh, long Halloween books, um, they have a, a new animated movie. Actually, they have two animated movies now. Right. And apparently they got perfect tens or nines or something. Apparently it was a really good uh, animated adaptation of the story. So cool. I want to check that out. <clears throat> but yeah. Batman March 22, I think. Yeah. Whatever. Just in time because now they're opening the theaters again. Yeah. Uh, have you seen this new Fresh Prince trailer for the movie? Yeah. Oh, I made you love. Yo, Uncle Phil. I'm glad you're safe. We'll talk later. Cousin Phil. Yo. Is this really baby Ashley? You're a long way from home, Mom. Oh, too. How you been? <laughs> you know, thriving. I hope uh, one day we can talk about why you're really here. Yeah, what'd you think about it? <laughs> okay, this looks like a fine show. It's it's fine. Fine is very like the word I would use to like describe the whole thing to me. It's just that it's so different in tone that this could have just been its own thing. It right. Like it's like they're just using that name, which is smart, obviously business wise, mm-hmm. to market the movie. Or the show, damn it! I keep saying movie. Um, it's they're using that name to draw attention, and it works, of course. But man, like once I saw the trailer, and in this trailer they like introduce everybody 
and you get to hear them like interact with Will, the the you know the actor Will, mm-hmm. um, for the very first time. But just hearing them and like seeing how they act, like when Hillary was introduced, I was like, oh man, like it's a real take on Hillary, which is like something I just don't want because then it defeats the purpose of Hillary, bro. Um, the guy that plays um, the Butler. Hey. Jeffrey Thompson, house manager. Will! Oh, Bill! <laughs> Ten years is a long time. Let me show you around. Where them dimes at? Hillary! He looks richer than Phil Banks. I thought he was Phil Banks. This motherfucker's thing. got the turtleneck, like he's ready to like hack into the Matrix or some shit. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Is this motherfucker supposed to be like mopping the floors and shit? <laughs> this is the motherfucker that like went up to Aunt Viv and Uncle Phil and he was offended because they only gave him like a $25 raise. <laughs> This motherfucker looks like he's like the CEO of like, I don't know, Bitcoin or some fucking shit. You know what I mean? Um, that's Jesus. cool. You want to really portray them as rich. That's fine. But it's such it's so dark and gritty. I mean, like there's guns and there's violence and there's like this police angle that's going to play in there. And there's, there seems like there's a little bit of blackmail going on, too, in the trailer. And this motherfucker just wants to go to school. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what he's getting caught yeah. up in this gangster life. So... I will give it a three-episode watch. Um, I know I'm turning heel on a lot of people right now because uh, we do the mm-hmm. Fresh Prince show, but I'll give it three, three, three episodes and I'll check it out. But, um, you know, this seems really dark and gritty. And I live in Toronto, and we've, we've had, like, a bunch of shootings and homicides already this year. So a lot of this stuff really hits close to home, literally. And so... When I like to decompress, I like to watch something opposite of what my day's been. So if I've had a bad day, I like to watch something goofy. If I've had a goofy day, then I might be up for something a little more serious, a little bit more cheery, whatever. Just something different in tone with what I've had my day be. With this, though, I almost feel like... And it's the same criticism I had when um, when we saw the trailer, Pac-Man, for um, The Last of Us 2. When, or, excuse me, The Last of Us, the TV show, when they were uh, showing clips and teasers and oh, announcing yeah. who's going to play the characters. Right, right, right. It's kind of like, I don't know if I need that show in my life right now. Because uh, the, the game's pretty heavy if you've played The Last of Us 1. I've never, I haven't played the second one, but I played the first one. It's heavy, man. It's heavy. And I don't know if I want to, you know, have a heavy day. And the last thing I want to do is come home and watch like a heavy show, if that makes sense. Right. What do you got to say, fam? Yeah, Last of Us, I couldn't even play the game because I was in, like, a, a bad headspace. I was like, man, I don't need this depressing crap right, <laughs> right. Jesus Christ. Um, I still don't feel like I need that right now, so I'm right, not right, trying right. to play that right now. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just, it's, uh, it is what it is. I, it's what I said. I just don't need this. I can just, I, I wanted, I liked Fresh Prince because it was funny, first right. of all. Like, first and foremost, I liked it because it was funny. Right. And I get the artistic side of it, you want to take something and recreate it into your own vision. Yeah. That's fine. Mm-hmm. That's cool. But at that point, is it even yours to do uh, to do that with? Like, why can't you just make an original story with that original concept that mm-hmm. you came up with? Why right. do you need to steal content? Like, it's like if it's like um, if I wanted to all of a sudden write a book. <laughs> Right, I want I mean, to. That's not. I'm not laughing at you. I'm just saying. Like, no, I, and if you are, I totally get it. I'm bracing but. for your. <laughs> yeah, I'm bracing for your comparison. <laughs> if I wanted to write a book, and I sat there and started writing the plot, or no, sorry, I started writing the plot of Harry Potter, but mm. I didn't use the Harry Potter characters. Okay, right. Instead, I used 
like Lord of the Rings characters sure. with the Harry Potter plot. Yeah. Is that realistically a new thing? It's not. You just took a little bit of this and a little bit of this and things that are existing. In this case, the drama genre and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. It's like just you could have just done something that could have like broke records. You could have done something that would have been yours. And I just don't think it's worth touching something like Fresh Prince Mm -hmm. to give it this gritty take. Again, just like you. I might be turning heel on a lot of people, mm-hmm. but again, I'm not going to say that I want, like what hooked me about Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was its deep story. It's not. Right. It was because of its humor. Yes. And then I got to appreciate the story and the, the music and the, t- the time after as I watched the show. So this is probably, I'm going to check the first episode, maybe see the second one. And if I can't get on board, then I'm just not going to watch it. Mm-hmm. It looks like it could be good. Like, it could be surprisingly good. Like, it looks beautiful. Obviously, they put a lot of money into this thing. It's really shiny. I mean, the the use of the colors, the costumes, they did an amazing job with the costumes. Everybody looks good. But, yeah, just some of that stuff was weird. I mean, Jeffrey looked way too young to be playing Jeffrey. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I thought Jeffrey was uh, Carlton. Yeah, I know. I thought, You're oh, right. this motherfucker with the turtle like that's Carlton, right? <laughs> yeah. And Carlton's like this goofy looking motherfucker, you know, like compared to the other ones, he's kinda like got he's he's the most unique looking is the guy <laughs> that's playing Carlton out of all of them, I think. Right. You know what? I know it's been done already, but like I think it would have been better if they just if they were gonna do something like this, just go go the fuller house route. Tell the Fresh Prince of Bel Air story, but like all you all these years later, and you can maybe they do like a little get together in the house or something. It doesn't have to be that house. Maybe they go to another house or whatever. And they have kids now, right? So like Carlton's kids right. are with Will's kids, but you don't focus on the kids too too much. Then it becomes about that, right? You still focus it on the main characters, but maybe Will's struggling with this or that or this other thing, whatever it is, right? You modernize the uh, the issues that they're going through, but. That obviously you run into the issue. You'd have to recast Phil and things like that. So that's that, that's tough too. So there's I mean, no real. You're gonna piss off somebody anytime you you right. remake something like this. So I think yeah. that's why it got a little bit. Everybody got a little bit. You know, everybody got a little wild about it. A little hostile. Yeah. They could have done what you said, or they could go like the other route, which is to me more interesting. Tell a prequel story about Jeffrey. Right. Like, tell like a prequel of like before. The, before the kids when it was just like Phil and Viv. Like you could you could milk that in that way all you want, really. Right. But no, like they got to do this. and It's it's no bueno in my books. Mm-hmm. Other than that, uh, what are you watching? You watching anything right now? Any good shit? No, I'm not actually watching anything right now. I'm waiting for the theaters to open up on the 31st and then we're going to see if I can uh, jump in there and uh, catch the Matrix if it's still available. Um, the theaters here are opening on the 31st, so next week. There you go. So hopefully, uh, yeah, it'd be nice to go back to the theater again. It looks like we've plateaued here with the uh, the virus, so uh, we'll see what happens. What about what about you? What do you? Oh, you know what? Ozark just dropped um, yesterday, and it's the last season, part one. Oh snap! And then they're going to release the last season part two at some point. That's a really good series. If anybody's uh, looking for a recommendation, check that one out. It's not quite like Breaking Bad, but I would say it's like its cousin. Um, you know, white, white family. They moved to wow, me baby face. They moved to um, 
like a like a town by the lake where nobody knows them except people do, <laughs> um, and it's just really good, really good. It's fun. I would. It's a drama, though. I would not classify it as an action or anything like that. It's just yeah. drama, and the characters are really, really rich, and uh, good show. I'm looking forward for this one to, uh, to watching the end of it. Starring Jason Bateman. Yeah, yeah, and he's great. He is. I finally started watching the Rambo movies. <laughs> right. <laughs> I felt like that was a missing spot in my life. Um, so I saw the first one. Very interesting that while my favorite series of movies was going on, he was filming this on the side. <laughs> um, I liked it, strangely enough. Like, I liked how simple it was. I liked that right. he didn't talk much. I liked that it was just like some dumbass sheriff that wanted to kill him because he was an idiot or whatever. He was a drifter. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- this whole, t- like, all-out war against one guy and, like, a whole police department starts happening in the in the like in the out, outskirts of the city, like in the forest yeah, and on a hill. And then all of a sudden it goes to the city and it's like, it becomes like battle tanks at the end. It's like, what is going on? But I liked it a lot. Um, I actually was watching a bit of part two before I came on here. So yeah. um, I'll go finish that up later, but I'm liking it. I like the, the whole kind of like a, it's got that same like uh, style or flavor as the first one, but you could tell it's got a bit more of a push for like something a little more advanced. That's why he's in the army. It's not like a local city and all that. It's cool though. I like that series so far. Um, the first one ends in to be continued, right? I don't think if it actually says that he's no. just being carried away by the cops. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. But it kind of alludes to like, Oh, what's next? Right. Um, so yeah, I've been watching that, and uh, I don't know if I said this last week, but the last Marvel thing I accomplished was uh, watching Eternals and watching Hawkeye. Mm. I don't know if I said that last week, but uh, I am officially all caught up in the Marvel stuff. Did you like Hawkeye? So, um, I did, but it only really got good in the last maybe three or two episodes, and there's only six episodes, so that means fifty percent of that show or more is kind of it's kind of slow, right? Um, but overall, I liked it. There's some nice little surprises in the last three episodes. Um, if you've been watching this whole time, uh, it's definitely paying off. But I, I liked it really at the end. The beginning, I just kind of felt iffy about it. Like, I'll watch it, but this isn't anything groundbreaking or like, it's just there to pass time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I, I recommend a watch. Like, if you're trying to keep up with all this, I don't think Hawkeye's a bad, uh, a bad one. I don't think it's better than Loki, and I don't think it's better than uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. So... Wow. Maybe I like it a little more than WandaVision, but that's about it. Okay, oh, where, where can you watch those? On Netflix or is that Disney? Oh, Rambo. Uh, Rambo I saw on Netflix. Okay. And, uh, yeah. And, yeah, the Marvel shows are Disney. Disney Plus. Yes, sir. Disney Plus. All right. Game flow over here. We talked a bit about this before, but did you see the trailer for WWE 2K22? Yes. I'm telling you, man, you haven't seen anything like it. Hi, Tim. Hi, Alexa. <laughs> Yo, Riddle. <laughs> we got it. Big E, you take the hit this time. Come on. Yes, good job. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. Yeah. Pops, really? I am the best. Hey, 
It's just a play test. We're gonna change the angle here so they can really feel the hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my sword. Hey, hey, hey! Can you keep it down? my sword. What are your initial thoughts on what you saw there? I thought there were frame rate issues, but I think maybe it's just me. <laughs> did you I notice the frame rate? I, yeah, I did. They look like they're stuttering? Yeah. Okay. And they're never like looking at the opponent, I noticed. <laughs> like their eyes are never like, it's like, dude. Right. Uh, I don't know. I think the way it looks, it looks maybe on par with the last game. I don't know. Maybe I was not blown bit. away. You know what? Yeah. But it's okay, though. Like, just make that game fun. Yeah. I don't 100%. need to see the stubble on Roman Reigns' chin. Like, I don't give a fuck about any of that. <laughs> Dumb the graphics done a little bit. But show me a fun game. Right. Show me a fun game, motherfucker. NWO WCW Revenge on the N64. That doesn't have graphics that have aged gracefully. But I promise you, you put that cartridge in there with four controllers and you're going to have a fucking good time. Excuse yes, my sir. French. I apologize. Don't talk French. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I just, I'm scared to see any flaw in this game because it like represents its history. Like if that's bad, I wonder what else is bad. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, usually I don't care about frame rate and stuff like that, but the minute I saw that, I was like, oh, man. Like, they need to make this game as perfect as they freaking can uh, to kind of turn this boat around or else sure. it's like this. they're just going to have that stigma. Like, it happened in for the 20, uh, 2K19. They right. couldn't run it on Switch. Uh, for 2K20, it was an absolute disaster. And then Battlegrounds in 2021, it was a pretty shitty game. So it's like, please, this has to be good. Um Battlegrounds for the PlayStation 4? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't need the graphics to be crazy either. I just need this to run smoothly and for it to look like like it's how it's supposed to look. Yeah. Damn it. Like That's the whole point of this simulation thing you guys want to do, so do it. Um, I just hope it's not a mess, though, because that 2K20 game is hilarious. It's so good. Um, I remember listening to uh, Brian Alvarez on Figure 4, and he was just laughing his ass off. <laughs> they were showing him some of the bloopers. Like John Cena literally like dragging Triple H like through the ground, like the ground's breaking. It's just crazy. Right. Shit. <laughs> oh man. People were like more in, in like uh more enthusiastic about like those video collages <laughs> of all the glitches. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jeez. They patched a lot of that stuff up, but that kind of uh left a bad taste in people's mouths. And then last year there was no game, right? No, last year that's why they released Battlegrounds. Right. Was, uh the fill in. Um I find it interesting that Rey Mysterio is the cover superstar. Right. Um, well, interesting it's, a, choice. it's either yeah. Rey or you can get the NWO version. Right. Exactly. Um, if you want the uh, the Legends. The Legends. The old guy version, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, I, whatever. I thought that was interesting. And also the roster, man. It's unclear who is in here because WWE was releasing people all year <laughs> through the development of this game. So, it's like, <laughs> what happened in there? That is, I'm curious about that. I'm sure these guys were like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. All right, we got to delete these character models. <laughs> like, Oh, yeah. It's got to be hell if you're a developer. Because you, you have to remember, some of these people are fans, but some of them aren't. Right. And they're sitting there putting, you know, 30, 40 hours into getting some of these models to look, to look correctly. And it's like, yeah, the Fiend, yeah. We're no long, he's no longer part of the company, so remove him. What? Jeez. It's hard, man. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, we got some Nintendo Switch Online news. It added another N64 game for the second month in a row. So oh, wow. What did we get now? We got uh, Banjo-Kazooie. Oh, your boy. My boy. I finally get to play that. So I am just happy that it kind of looks like they're sticking to like a one game a month schedule. Now, one game a month is horrendous, let me tell you, especially for a company like Nintendo that has loads to pull from. But uh, at least it's something. They, before, it was just whenever they wanted. Like Sometimes right. you wouldn't see anything for like three months. So mm-hmm. if, if, if they're doing like an N64 game every month, fine. And then like what happened the first time was they dropped that. And then literally a couple of days later, Sega Genesis games also were announced. Mm. So keep that up. Keep bringing consistent releases. And what I like about this is in January when, uh, or no, when, in December when um, Paper Mario dropped, a day later or maybe a few hours later, they, they had announced what next month's game was going to be. So when today or yesterday when Banjo dropped, they had announced right after that Majora's Mask is the February game. So just keep it up. I just want to give them their props because this online service has been, you know, right. nothing, nothing crazy. That's awesome. Very basic and bare bones. It's not awesome. But um, <laughs> no, no, no. It's awesome. They're keeping up this game. No, 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 no. I know. I know. Because RGT um, was I don't know if you heard this rant, but he was like, they're going to have to release a game every month. And I don't see them doing that. They're literally doing that. Yeah, they're literally yeah. doing that. <laughs> well, they proved him wrong, but yeah, I just want them to continue. Bro, that one guy makes say, that guy makes more money in ad revenue for one video to cover the subscription. You know? But I get it; he's hollering for the rest of us, right? Like we want more right. value. I get all that, but um, hey, so far they're keeping par. Now this could just be for the first two three months, and then they're like, oh fuck it. By November, they're like, oh yeah, <laughs> you know. But uh, we'll see, man. We'll see. They have to keep it up because um, this is something that all three brands are focusing on right now, especially with Sony pro- possibly revealing the new, what that new PS now PS Plus merger is going to look like. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, um, a lot of people are focusing on that right now, and you can't afford to screw that up. Right. Yeah, Nintendo, it just it upsets me, man, because they have, in terms of a backlog, like the lineage, like they have the most famous, you know, th- th- like it's fucking Nintendo. They could put so much on this service and they just choose not to. They trickle it out and it's annoying. Um, I also want to say, like, since this N64 expansion ha- like happened, they haven't put out any NES games or SNES games. So right. that kinda, that's kind of shitty, mm-hmm. honestly. But yeah, Banjo Kazooie Kazooie is now on the N sixty four Switch Online app. Uh, I'll be playing that soon. Um, I did start playing something else, so I want to finish that. But I think Banjo Kazooie is something I want to experience. I've always dabbled in it. I've always played around with it, but I've never like really taken it serious and like tried to play it. So right. I want to do that for the first time. And when I saw the trailer for this, I was hyped again. So I was like, okay, we're finally get gonna get this off the the checklist. When did and, you upgrade uh, to the new tier? Uh man, probably the month it was announced. Mm-hmm. You had to yeah. do it manually. Yeah, well, I mean, they save if they have the, your information, it's easy. Right, but they don't, so you got to get your credit card or whatever. But um, yeah, it's fairly simple. It's not. It's not a hassle at all. Will you give Superman sixty four a try? So I heard that game was so bad that I went out of my way and gave it a try years ago. Right. Um, is it pretty horrible? The game is fucked up. The game is mm-hmm. just bad. Mm-hmm. There's like nothing. Like it's cool to fly. If you're like three, and the fa- like the fascination of controlling someone in the air is like awesome to you, right? You might like that game. But if you have any understanding of video games whatsoever, you'll know that that game is a big pile of 
dump. Right. It just sucks. Plus, they give you, uh, they put like courses where you got to fly through the stars or whatever the hell it is. Rings. It's fucking rings. rings. So, (laughs) you know, like some games give you slack, right? Uh, To, you know, to get this done. And they literally give you like what? Maybe just as an example, like a minute to complete something that should take like 58 seconds. Yeah. So you literally have like two seconds or one little screw up and you're done. And sometimes no screw ups. I was watching Angry done. Video Game Nerd uh, just oh, yeah, fail time and time again. Episode. I was like, jeez. It's <laughs> a classic episode. I love that one. Yeah. Um, it's never clear either, like, how many rings you're allowed to miss. Sometimes it's two. Sometimes it's four. Like It's, it's whatever ridiculous. we say it is. Yeah. So stupid. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, like, that game's awful, man. Yeah. Don't play it. Um, but, yeah, what the hell were we talking about? We were just oh, talking yeah, about you, the N64 yeah, uh, uh, games and the, uh, the yeah, Nintendo gimmick. I think the the just I think it's worth it honestly. It's like four bucks a month if you really break it down mm-hmm. to play some some classic ass games like that. I think it's it's worth it. I think once Nintendo adds like maybe the Game Boy app where you can play Game Boy games, I feel like then people will start turning on the service and be like, you know what, maybe it's a pretty decent now now that it has a lot more more stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. But also, I just feel like they have so much in their Super Nintendo library they they could really be like showcasing like. Hey, you know, like next next month, uh, I know you guys have been waiting for it. The 36th anniversary, we're releasing Mario RPG. There you go. There you are. Wow, that's a cool one. Okay, cool. That's fun. Yeah. Like, Just something like that. Like, I feel like, yeah, they released them like, they haven't released shit, really, on the, uh, on this. Uh, the last time I checked, like, there were these... Silly little side scrollers, and I think you and I got into it because you're like, they're they're okay games. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Some of those games are not good, and you're like, they're literally good games. <laughs> but anyway, that's okay. I mean, I I I some of those games just don't have a very high replay value for me, and that's kind of where I judge my games a little bit. I put a lot of weight on that, the replayability, right? Um, so in terms of that. You know, yeah, there are a few games like that, but some of these really shitty like platformers or side scrollers, they just you know they're fun for a quick little nostalgia burst, but it's not something that you're gonna go back to um, time and time again, right? Uh, talking bad about Jelly Boy, <laughs> Jelly Boy. <laughs> yeah, what's the last good um, Super Nintendo game that they put on the uh, on the service? Jelly Boy. <laughs> no uh, I'm not Excuse sure, me? honestly. I th- I honestly, when I got hyped when they released the Donkey Kong trilogy, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, damn, I fucking love these games. I kind of s- never was that impressed again. So right. something tells me <laughs> it was probably the Donkey Kong um, trilogy. But uh, man, they just, they like, you want to get people talking? Drop an Earthbound. You still haven't done that. Like, that's a cult classic to a lot of people now. Sure. Almost to the point where it's not a, a like a mm-hmm. niche thing anymore. Right. Just put that on there. Like, if they were to announce Mario RPG and Earthbound together, oh, like yeah. that would just be crazy. People would be like, okay, here we go. Um, get more third parties involved. You got six Final Fantasies, for Christ's sake, that you can release. Right. Even, like, first party they still have, you know, besides Earthbound and... Um, right. Shit, put, um, uh, put an LJN wrestling game on there. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not even that. Like, they, they have Kirby games they can still throw on there. Right. They have, like, all kinds of stuff they can still grab from. So Kirby. Shit. Do it. Kirby. Kirby. I'm excited for that new game, actually. It looks pretty good. Yeah, you said you were going to play it, so now I'm waiting for you to play it well, I'm waiting so that I can listen release. to your review. Okay. Okay. But that... Uh, <coughs> yeah. 
little <laughs> Super Nintendo service there. <laughs> it's just there, you know, like, I don't know. I mean, it's it's cool that it's there. It's kind of like Matt Hardy in WWE and AEW. It's kind of like he's just there and it's great. But those <laughs> games could be presented in a much nicer light, you know, like uh, pay out a homage to the history. Give me a link where I can click on it and read some backstory about the game and and why why um, why it's important, you know. Yeah. Tell me why Final Final Fantasy is called Final Fantasy. I don't think a lot of people know that story, you know. And these are all beautiful stories um, when it comes to gaming, you know. Obviously, the uh, the Final Fantasy one being that that was going to be they that company was like down to its last dime, and that was going to be like their last game that they were gonna release. So they decided to put all their their love into it, and Final Fantasy came out. And the rest is history, you know. Those are stories that I think people would uh, would appreciate. Obviously, I'm oversimplifying that, but that's kind of how right. it went the last time I remember what, hearing about uh, that. Yeah, that's about right. Mm-hmm. That's why it's their final fantasy. Right. Right. Even though... There we, though there's now there's so many. Final <laughs> Fantasy 29, you know. <laughs> at, ne- at, this point, it, at this point, it's just an institu- institution, right? Right. Can't even it's remove it. It's just something It's just you expect... <laughs> you, yeah. Yeah. You know. Yes, sir. And now we are at the uh, biggest news of the week. We touched on it before, but Microsoft has bought Activision Blizzard for $68 billion, just north of that. Mm -hmm. Um, Biggest acquisition in gaming, probably biggest acquisition in the history of a lot of companies um, outside of gaming. But this is pretty cool, man. Like, I'm... Praise Xbox. They've been doing everything right this generation. Like, this is just another move that's like, you know... It's chess. It's yeah. chess for them. Um, what do you feel about this? Like, uh, I mean, apart from, you know, the crazy cost aside, like, how could this change the future of, like, what's coming? Oh, I don't know. That's such a... It's a tough question to answer, and I think a, a lot of that is just speculative right now. So it's just fun to just put on your fantasy hat and kind of try to, you know, look into the... Look into the crystal ball. Sorry, that was my dog in the background just like squeezing this little rubber pig. I was like, what? She's so funny. I'm like, why is the dog wheezing? I was like, oh, no, no. She's going ham on a, on a little pig. No pun intended. Ham, get it? Ham. Jesus Christ. Uh, but when you have a deal this size, it uh, you can only speculate. Uh, I mean, we saw what happened with the stock market. You know, the Sony stock went down uh, by billions. Uh, so, uh, or yeah. So it's just... Um, when something like this happens, it's just, it's easy to speculate, but it, uh, right. it, you're more just having fun with it, right? Right. I think if this was in a different era, like the 90s, for example, where it was like cutthroat, like Sega wanted to kill Nintendo, and something like this happened, like right. Sega bought one of the major developers for games on whatever the fuck, on the Super Nintendo, that would be, uh, at that time, it might become like, well, now we own all these companies, so now we own these games. Guess what? They're off your console. They're no longer going to be available. Right. I could very well see that happening. I'm not saying it could happen, but it's if you're going to make me choose one or the other. It would have happened then. Today, 2022, you know, we're seeing companies working with each other more than ever. You know, we're seeing PlayStation games show up on the on the PC. We're seeing PC games being able to go on a, on a handheld now that you can stick in your pocket. You know, we're seeing digital go up. We're seeing download go up. We're seeing streaming with uh, the Stadia. There's so many 
fun and exciting things. How all that relates to Activision, Blizzard, Microsoft, it remains to be seen. I think right. if Microsoft wanted to be bad, of course, obviously, uh, uh, they could easily say, hey, you know what, all these games under our flags are our exclusives with, when it comes to our systems. But right. what we have to remember here is that Xbox didn't buy these companies. Microsoft did. Right? Good point. All right. At the end of the day, listen, at the end of the day, it's Microsoft that made this purchase. So, um, you know, they might say, look, if you close the floodgates to Sony, not only does that create... It creates bad feelings with your fans. Forget Sony. Your own fans are going to be like, what are you doing? You know, it might be cool. It might make all the memes and all that shit. But in reality, all you're going to do is you're just going to force like a Sony to say, hey, you know what? We were thinking about having some of these games over on the Xbox. But obviously, you know, it's not going to happen now. What? And obviously, Microsoft has the deeper pockets and play it safer. Because I think... I think Microsoft has deeper pockets when it comes to playing more chips on the table, when it comes to the gaming side. Whereas Sony, I think, has got... The gaming only represents a fraction of their overall business. Then right. I don't see Sony like, well, we're going to give you access to whatever you want. And you know, I don't think it's going to work out that way. <laughs> Could I see push comes to shove and all of a sudden we start seeing something ridiculous like you know, a set of franchises only goes one way or Sony says, you know what, our exclusives, they're going to be exclusive. And even though we lent them on the PC, nope, they're off Steam, they're off the PC, they're back onto console only. That would be the worst case scenario. I think now more than ever, these companies all need to work with each other. So, no, I don't have this gloom and doom about what it could mean to the business because I don't see Microsoft being a heel, if that makes sense. I just don't see them being like, nope, this is ours. Um, Unfortunately... On the creative side, what could this mean? I could see just these companies resting on their laurels and just doing remasters or collections and things like that and never really coming up with any new cutting-edge stuff. But um, that's 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 highly unlikely because they do still have a lot of franchises on there that uh, have had really good critically acclaimed games in the last couple of years. But... Um, but we'll see. I mean, we've seen some other franchises too lose a lot of steam. Like I think Call of Duty's lost some steam, you know. Right. Um, but they just own everything. My God, and that doesn't even include like King, like Candy Crush, and stuff like that. Like this, you know, man, just to own one of those, you know. Right. And they just inherited this whole stable. But uh, that's me. What are your thoughts on this one, Ryan? I mean, the thing also with the uh, Activision, or not Activision, Call of Duty losing Steam is also because of that, you know, uh, sexual harassment stuff going on. Um, yeah, yeah. There's been a lot know. of bad stuff happening there. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, th- this, like, this was Activision's saving grace was being bought because I don't think they could have ever turned the company around if not, you know, just putting it under new direction. So, mm. uh, in that case, it's good. Um, I just think that, like, now they have like all the, these little studios that they that they've got like Vicarious Visions, Binox, Treyarch, whatever. Like now they have money and like a back a backup, I guess, to make new games in like the Spyro series, make another Crash, keep going with the Tony Hawk remasters. Like now you have the funds to do it, and you should because especially with the Tony Hawk games, like those first two were popular. Yeah. So it only makes sense to continue that. Um, and I think Spash and Cryo, uh, Spyro are names that people know. So sure. I think, you know, new games in those series wouldn't hurt. I know Crash 4 came out like literally a couple years ago, but mm-hmm. bear with me. Um, 
So, like, yeah, I think this is cool, honestly. And I don't see, like, especially if you're a Nintendo fan, you know that they have a good relationship with Microsoft. I mean, they got exclusives on there, like Ori and the Blind Forest or whatever is on Nintendo. That's a Microsoft-created, sure. you know, property. Banjo-Kazooie released on Switch yesterday, or today, I forget. Um, and that's a Microsoft property. So, you know, they play nice. They really do play nice. They let Banjo get in Smash. Like... So that, I mean I don't see I don't think there there needs to be a worry about oh man COD isn't coming to you know whatever platform it probably will because in the end of, at the end of the day the more platforms that they get it on oh my gosh absolutely and that's their game so mm-hmm. money talks fool yeah but that's just our bullshit what the <laughs> fuck do we know um, I don't know shit and there's a lot of speculation and it's just fun to listen to uh to to all sides it's a strange time in the industry for sure. This is what I mean. Like, this is a very interesting, you know, when I call it console wars, right? It's different. It's different this time. It's not just about moving units. You know, it's not that simple. Agreed. All right, that's it for the game flow this week. Uh, I guess we'll do the little bridge segment. What are you playing right now? What am I playing right now? I downloaded, I purchased, rather, uh, Dying Light. Right. Dying Light 2, as uh, previously mentioned on a podcast, the uh, look-ahead Dying Light 2 is one of my upcoming games that I'm excited for, even though I've never played the first Dying Light. How crazy is that? Um, But the inclusion of Rosario Dawson, a gigantic map, and then me finding out that Techland was behind the first Dying Light. I don't know how that flew over my head, you know. But just, I mean, that goes to show. I'm not an expert at this shit. I'm just a fan. Uh, But I didn't know. So when I found out that it was Techland, all those things married at once. And what did I tell you two weeks ago? I finished that island. And that was complete coincidence, by the way. (laughs) <laughs> that was complete coincidence. So I, I played that island and I said to you, dude, I'm still in the mood for like something zombie-ish. And then I found out about Techland, Dying Light. It was the same company. I was like, oh, man, yes. Wow. So I'm yeah. playing through that right now. I'm about a quarter of the way through. Um, shorter than I would have imagined and very heavy with the, uh, with the um, fetch quests. You know. And they do their best to kind of make them a little not feel like fetch questy you know are they worth the fetch like are the rewards good yes because this game allows you to like customize weapons and stuff like that using different materials and and special items and rare and common items that you find around right and the weapons can break and things like that so there's a weapon break system and you can upgrade you can repair them a certain amount of times once they break um and you have different throwables. Anyways, it's it's fun. So the variety in that way is good. And it has a really good parkour system where you're just like running around. After a while, like when you build up your uh, skill tree, Bill Nye, the science guy. That really threw me off. Um, oh, you're playing Dying Light. Yeah, I was playing Dying Light. That was, uh, it's a good game. I'm having fun. But now I'm really excited to see what's going on with Dying Light too. Because this nice. is like a game seven years later. So this is kind of, it's fun that true. way. That's true. Is it seven? Yeah. 2015, right? Yeah. Something crazy yeah. like that. PS4. Yep. Seven. Yeah. Man. It's fun. It's fun. And then once it turns to night, the zombies become like vicious. Right. Yeah. Uh, I saw I saw gameplay of that. That was pretty intense. There are these heels that come in like the NWO. And uh, you can't fuck with these guys because they'll like rip dun, you to shreds. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo. Oh god! (laughs) (laughs) Um, I started playing uh, Super Mario Galaxy. Oh no, you didn't. 
I was like, let me play some Mario game I never played before. Is this somehow. the one that comes in the tree in one? Yeah. Nice. That's uh, that's where I'm playing it. So it's uh the the Wii Super Mario title. It was super popular. It's revered. It's like on most people's number ones, like or number like top tens at number one. Like they love this damn game. Sure. Um. I totally did not grow up with it. I missed it. Like, I stopped playing video games when this came out. Mm-hmm. So, going back to it, I am not blinded by the nostalgia. Like, I I can see it for what it is. <laughs> Compared to probably every other Mario game I've played, this is easily not, like... Oh, jeez. Yeah, Galaxy just not, 8 just didn't do it for you. It's just because I don't know... I, I still don't know how I feel about the gravity mechanic. Like... Sometimes it's used cool, like sometimes mm. it's clever, but other times it's like, I don't know if I like just flying, floating in the air, waiting to land half the time. Like, I don't know, man. It's just not. Plus, like, I like I like the Mario atmosphere. So putting him in space with themed planets and half the time they're just rocks you're you're running on with like enemies. It kind of like defeats the purpose. Like, I like that Mario universe stuff. Like, I, it makes me happy. Like, it mm. makes me feel good. Yeah. So. When you take that away and just kind of add, like, space, it kind of throws me off a little bit also. Um, some planets are huge, and they do feel like Mario levels. Um, but there's always that, like, thing where you're going to go across a gimmick where, you know, the screen's going to round because you're about to go to the edge. and it's about Oh, to cool. You know, it's sick. Yeah. It's just that when I compare it to real Mario games, especially Mario Odyssey, which uh, to me is my number one, mm-hmm. um, it just I don't get the same thing for it. I still think it's an awesome game. I think it's sick, but it's just when I compare it to the other ones, it's easily not my favorite. But I'm having a good time. It's um, just too different. Yeah, it might just be too different. Mm-hmm. I think Mario in space is you either really like it or you really don't like it. And mm-hmm. to me, it's like I think I fall more into the don't like it. But I like Mario enough to just you know complete the game because it's not like taxing or anything. Right. Um, it's just in terms of gameplay, I know there's better. So. Hmm kind of sucks that i fall on that side of the coin but it is what it is um the only thing that i don't get is i played mario galaxy 2 and that came out just a couple years after the first one and i remember really liking it at the time Mm -hmm. so the fact that i don't like this game that much now probably means my tastes have like completely not gone in that direction and i think if i were to play mario galaxy 2 i probably would feel the same way i feel about the first one right now Mm -hmm. So that is like one of those times where nostalgia is just better left as nostalgia. Um, yeah. Because it could ruin something that you, you go back to, right? Right. So. Well, that's what I said last week about uh, 007. Yeah. You were talking yeah, you about uh, the potential remake or whatever. Right. And yeah, that's cool, you know, but we'll, we'll see. I'm, uh, they'd have to get the controls updated because when you go back and play that game, those controls are awful. You, you can play with the yellow buttons. It kind of makes things a little bit easier. <laughs> um, but you can go into the options. There's some pretty good, actually, there's some pretty good feasible um, button combinations that you can set up in GoldenEye. Mm. But just the old school, just using the thumb, the thumb grip with the auto aim, like that's not going to work right. anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, those games have come a long way. Um, I remember playing that on an emulator back in the day and just seeing what the hype was about. <laughs> Damn, Probably I'm old. Emulator. <laughs> emulator. Probably works better That's on tremendous. an emulator than these consoles, honestly. Um, sure, yeah. Especially if you can use a keyboard and mouse. Hell yeah. PC. Yeah, exactly. Are you kidding me That's right cool. now? Yeah. Um, but yeah. 
Anyway, uh, other than that, I've been playing Animal Crossing here and there. Still, you know, checking in on your farm, making sure the. Yeah, I'm growing my crops now. I'm trying to bake some new food. Yeah. Um, What's the weather like? Well, it's snowing right now. Oh, man. It's it's based on your real world uh, location. You hate to see it. You do. Not only does it snow in real life, it snows in the (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, No, but it's cool. So I dedicated the right side of my island to make like a little city, like a little like shitty city. Think of like Midgar from Final Fantasy VII. Right. Um, so I'm working on that right now. Tifa's uh, daughter serving drinks behind the bar. Yeah, exactly. The little kid. Um, so it's cool. I actually do plan on recreating like the bar. I'm gonna try. It'd be cool. <laughs> nice. That keeps me occupied, man. That game is just hours of fun. Yeah. Is <laughs> it more fun than checking uh, in on your businesses on GTA? Oh hell yeah! <laughs> Are you kidding me? Fuck that. Hell. Fuck driving to those fucking. And he turns heel oh. on GTA. Wow, yeah, it is look. happening in this podcast. GTA is one of my favorite franchises of all time. But that's because I like when there's like a structure and story Turn to it. The online. Heal on that shit. The online. And I'm crazy. Like, I can't believe I'm saying this because I'm like an online player. I played for a long time. Snap the online time. player right here. But like. Hold up. God, I'm so over this game. Just make another one. Mm-hmm. Like, make another GTA. Go to GTA 6. Mm-hmm. Give me a remaster. Don't fuck up the remaster again, please. Wow. <laughs> At like, Rockstar. Yeah, Can't wait for but, six um, though. Six is gonna be fun. Six should be. I mean, you know, there's gonna be high expectations, but that's on them. I have a request. The bar. I have a request. The they're talking about like making the map bigger, or whatever, right? It's always like bigger map, bigger map. I want to get lost in it. Chris is like, make it smaller, make it smaller. <laughs> <laughs> I want the game to take place in my apartment building. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to see the map. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> but, but if you're going to make the map bigger, because this hit me like playing like Dying Light and some of these other games, make the levels go up or, or down. Like make these like really deep like underground bunkers that you can access. You know what I mean? Damn. That's a good idea. Or build up these gigantic skyscrapers that go like Get hundreds of kilometers in the air. Make the game semi-futuristic. I don't care. Hey, they took a chance with uh, Grand Theft Auto um, GTA 2. Remember that one? Oh yeah, that was like the one that came out on PS2, a PS1, excuse me, and uh, on computer, and who knows what else. But um, yeah, would you would you be down for a futuristic, or would it be like? I think it'd be too much. Like, yo, they're trying to copy. uh, What's it called? Blade Runner? No, 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 no. (laughs) Oh, Cyberpunk. That fucking disaster from last year. Yeah, Cyberpunk. Yeah, Cyberpunk. They're trying to Um, copy Cyberpunk. You know. Yeah, but fuck that. Like, I think you'd hear that in Rockstar. I'd be hyped as hell, man. Yo, they would do it right, like flying cars and shit. Dude, it's all about their mechanics and their gameplay and their engine. Because Testify. Like, I don't need to play a present-day game. I enjoy Mm. Red Dead. Red Dead is based in the 1890s or Mm. whatever. And based on a true story. Is it? No. (laughs) Oh, no, it's not. you, You almost got me there. Dropping food. Oh, somebody. Uh, um, we, had got, we got a mock here. Mock. <laughs> got a um, mock. It was supposed to be called Ecstasy of uh, whatever the whole time. Ecstasy um, of Gold. Yeah, Ecstasy of Gold. Um, but look, like Red Dead and GTA essentially play the same for the most part. Mm. Completely different eras in time. So if they made a futuristic game, oh my God. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine what that would be like. That'd be fun. Oh, man. I want to play Cyberpunk, but it's just, it's just, it's got. It's just got so many issues that I don't even know. Should I just wait for that thing to come out perfect? 
I don't think it ever is, man. Right. Like, I think it's just been so long. Mm-hmm. Not enough has been fixed until this point. It's like, why would they even... Are they really going to bother? Like, no one really cares about that damn game anymore. Dude. And every time that game's brought up, it's because it's it had such a bad launch. Like, Bro, this game was kind of like the equivalent of... Um, <laughs> this is like CM Punk coming back, but he came back like... <laughs> not the same. <laughs> there was this fucking segment in WCW... Have you ever seen oh, it? Geez. The shock master. He comes out of oh, the wall and, and he falls. trips and he his fucking sprayed uh, uh his sprayed on fucking Star Wars helmet. Glamorized, falls on. glamorized goes, Darth Vader. He just goes bunk on the ground. And this <laughs> motherfucker looks at it as he sees his fucking career just going into the shitter. And he grabs that fucking thing and he puts it back on. This is on live TV for anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about. This is on live TV. They did the sketch between these wrestlers and there's an argument going on and off to the side there's like a fake wall there and this new <laughs> really powerful wrestler that they've been teasing for weeks is set to come out of this wall all i have to say is our partner is going to shock the world because he is none other than the shock master right. the shock master. <laughs> i told you oh god and there's this giant, this is like this cheesy explosion and smoke and like part of the wall comes down and the camera pans over to the wall just to catch this guy flopping in like a fucking salmon. <laughs> just imagine like he hipped himself, like there's something right along the hip level or the knee level. I can't remember, but this <laughs> motherfucker just like salmons his way in, somehow lands on his belly. He's a bigger dude, and he drops the helmet that he's wearing, this sprayed-on Star Wars gimmick helmet, and uh, puts it back on, gets up. As you can hear one of the wrestlers say, I think it's Ric Flair, he goes, oh, God, because these guys are trying not to laugh, and there's a whole bunch of them out there. The biggest hero for me, though, is Sid Vicious, because Sid just maintains that serious look. I don't care who you are, boss! I don't give a damn who you are. You're gonna have us. You're gonna have Vader, and we're gonna be breathing through your neck. And to make this segment even worse, he then starts pointing because he's got to he's got to talk now. He's gonna cut the promo. <laughs> he starts pointing at his these guys right as over the house speakers. You can hear. You can very clearly tell that this fake voice is like coming on to speak for him. So you're the man that rules the world. They call me the Shockmaster. You've ruled the world long enough, Sid Vicious. Get ready. Come on, you want a piece of me? You want a piece of me? Come and get me. Come after me, Sid. I'm ready. And it's completely ridiculous. And this poor schmuck, he's like embarrassed as shit. And he's got to stand there and (laughs) mimic like he's pointing at these guys while this other dude makes this horrible fucking uh, actually the voice is pretty cool but it just did not fit what was going on right there in that i'm moment. watching it i'm watching it and it's so funny it's her awful you can see sid like <laughs> oh god so funny i remember look who else is, is there like, british bulldog british bulldogs there sid i see flair booker t <laughs> is booker t there yeah 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 Booker's there, just yeah. popped up oh, it's just so Lex. funny oh man um Oh, gee, that's so. So I remember, like, when I first saw this, I didn't know it was a failed debut. Right. It was, like, he falls so legit that you think it's scripted. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I thought he was supposed to be a bumbling idiot, but I only saw it in clip form. But once I realized that yeah. like, this was just something completely gone wrong, oh my god, that is just awful. It's awful. It's hilarious. It is it's hilarious. hilarious. And you want to know something? The Shockmaster has since like he realizes that it's like this meme meme to death yeah. thing, <laughs> and he just seems like a good sport about it. So I think that's fucking that's awesome. Good. That's good. Like if he turned up at Comic Con or something and I was there, I'd drop by for a picture, you know what I mean? Or Oh hell yeah. Because that's so cool. Like I think like you know, all these guys are legends in their own right. But this one really defines the in the own right part. Um because of that moment. (laughs) But man, just so funny. (laughs) Speaking of wrestling, that is it for game flow. All right, we got a cat story, Ryan. All right, this story, the good news is from the goodnewsnetwork.org. It says, Cat reunited with a family after it got stuck in an armchair that they donated to a thrift store. That's not funny. Uh, A family cat has been reunited with its owners after getting stuck in a reclining armchair that was donated to a thrift store. The family were having a clear out uh, old furniture while preparing to move out after their home in Denver, Colorado. Uh, they donated the old recliner to a local charity shop, but little did they know that their ginger cat, Montequilla, had tucked himself away in the mechanism. Wow. And put, so he... This motherfucker got stuck in the armchair. That is... <laughs> okay. Stupid cat. Oh, that's sweet. You should see this couch. It's like one of those like really plushy... like Furry ones? Yeah. No, not even furry. Just like really spongy. It looks like... Like poofy. Yeah, that's what it looks like. I don't like cats. I'm allergic to cats. Um, a, a cat beat the shit out of me when I was a kid. I it's, it's not. I'm not fond of cats. The cat didn't put you over, so that's why you're mad at the cat. Yeah, he really like buried me. <laughs> Employees from the shop discovered him meowing and called Denver Animal Shelter to come and pick him up on New Year's Eve. Officer Jenna Humphrey scanned the four-year-old Montequilla, but unfortunately, his microchip hadn't been updated. So maintained, so remained at the shop, hoping his family would return. Fortunately, the family quickly noticed her cat was missing and called the store to see if he had hitched a ride in the armchair. <laughs> Just a few hours later, a grumpy oh Montequilla was reunited with his family at their home. Officer Humphrey said, quote, the owners were crying with joy to have their cat back. Denver, Poli- Denver Animal Shelter posted reunion photos on Facebook and said, we're so happy for the happy ending to the story and are thankful to everyone involved in getting the sweet cat home safely. So the moral of the story is, well, if you donate a piece of furniture, just make sure your, your cat's not in there. Yes, as most people would. My God, I would have had a heart, a heart attack or a panic attack at the very least. Yeah, it's not fun. Mm. Like, we got small dogs. They're easy to lose. Man, like, yeah, Prince Princess, who's my poodle. It's like she's so small. <laughs> she <laughs> mix her with like some white pillows. She's gone. Princess is like a little ninja because I'll be sitting down on the couch just minding my own business, and the next thing you know, this motherfucker is just like. <laughs> it's not that she appears there. I start thinking, how long was the dog there? <laughs> you know it's what I'm saying? <laughs> how long was that dog there? Was like, this motherfucker dude. sitting there for like the whole movie? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just her that does that. Like she's the all best. the other dogs, I know they're coming or approaching. Me, it's like I'll just be watching my movie, and then like maybe I look to the like my bottom right for whatever right. reason, and she's just looking at me. And I'm like, what the fuck, what are you doing? Like, get, go to your bed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's a good story though. Yeah, damn cats. 
And I think that does it for the podcast Fresh Cafe. Could it be better? Is this number 20? 29. That's going to do it for this uh, show. I told Chris I had a special announcement for you. Yeah, what's the surprise So I got a little surprise February 8th, I will officially be making my uh, debut on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, all that, with my first song that uh, is going there. Uh, it's called Outlaw. It's produced by a guy who goes by the name of 34 Minutes. Uh, if you like, like hard rap tracks, like, you know, if, if your favorite era was like the 90s or something, uh, pretty much made that song for, for that, you know, audience. Um, so, yeah, February 8th should be everywhere. So this is the first song that is like completely original, no samples or anything, and it's going to be out on Apple Music? Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so my song got cleared to go. So I'm February 8th. It's that long because any sooner I would have had to pay some extra fees. <laughs> like, right. it's insane. I never knew any of this, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, whatever. I've just been sitting on it. I never touched it. So I recently went back and I started to mix it down and all that. added all my my bells and whistles and now it's like okay cool and that's it that's literally it so just wanted to keep everyone updated that February 8th uh, I'll be on all the streaming platforms and I'll obviously you know when the date is closer I'll say it again awesome good stuff alright that's gonna do it for us yes sir uh, you could follow myself at official underscore acapello on Instagram you could follow Chris at Torres Unlimited on Instagram uh, follow us at Podcast Fresh. Email us podcast fresh, podcastfresh2020 at gmail.com. And that's it, man. You got anything else to say? That's it. Thank you so much, folks. And we'll be back next week with another ca- Podcast Fresh Cafe. Yes, sir. All right, everybody. Stay fresh. Podcast Fresh. <laughs>